Living with a Botox Junkie, written by Anonymous, performed and produced by Lisa Meek. This original work cannot be reproduced, transmitted, or copied without the express permission of Lisa Meek, and all copyrights are reserved. Contact information, ellemeek123 at gmail.com. Chapter 5. Everyone Thinks I Beat My Girlfriend. About two days after the Libs incident, okay, maybe six months, but it seemed like yesterday, she says to me, I hate my eyes. I look at her with fear and trepidation while taking a step back. Why? What's wrong with your eyes? They're beautiful. They really are. They're almond-shaped and the deepest, darkest chocolate color. When she's happy, they sparkle like firecrackers after a major league home run. They can also crackle and pop like enemy fire when she's pissed. These bags under my eyes, she moans. They're huge. I could travel for a year with them. I don't know what happened. I woke up one day and there they were, these big, droopy, saggy bags parked under my eyes. I may be the resident idiot, but I remember being around this block before. Do you need some more Botox, honey? I ask. Who says I'm not a supportive partner? And yes, I know that was an example of enabling, but it's not like I buy the stuff for her. This is beyond Botox, she says with such sincerity and solemnity that I'm thinking amputation. Who knew how close I was to the answer? What about that $350 per micro ounce of eye cream you started using last month? You said it was great. Did you know the price increase there? If my stocks work like that, I could stop working today. Personally, I've not seen any difference since she started the cream, but that's because I'm blinded by how her eyes sparkle. The last time I saw excess baggage on this woman was when I met her at the airport for a quick trip to New York. <laughs> Wait, that was me. She only had carry-on. $350 creams? You know how I feel about this stuff. She could put honey under her eyes, and I would have gotten more fun out of it. But that would lead to another story. Again, I try to listen and be supportive. Those creams can only do so much, she states. They promise everything, but really, there is a limit to the results you can expect from them. Didn't I say that six months ago while being beaten down with white papers? Look at them. Look at these eyes, she says with such sadness. Nope, 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 nope. I chant silently in my head. Look away, look away, look away from the eyes, my brain screams. This is not happening. I want to keep my eyes closed and averted at all cost, but I'm not stupid. If I don't look or if I do look and say they are fine, I will be dismissed as patronizing or not caring. If I agree to the even smallest amount of baggage, it will be the whole night of catastrophe, and there will be no peace or peace for me. I try a little covert reconnaissance. I take a tiny peek, and then I get a brilliant idea. It's almost as good as the mood ring, which she never wears anyway. What's that about? Oh my gosh, my contact just popped out. I think I scratched my cornea. I think it's ulcerating. I think I'm going blind in this eye. I need to see an ophthalmologist now. ASAP. Gotta go, girl. She looks at me with that one slightly raised Botox eyebrow thing she does so well, and I'm starting to get more anxious. My brain is still screaming, hide. With a smile that lacks any empathy for my newly acquired blindness, she says, 
Great. Let's go see Dr. Gould. He's the best eye man in town. We can see him together. Remember when I said she was smart? Damn, too smart for my own good. No, 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 I keep chanting in my head. Actually, I think it's out loud now, but she's already making an appointment. Why am I being punished on this earth? Wasn't slash and burn wife number one punishment enough? Did I rob the church collection plate in a previous life? What is this all about? And she thinks I don't have existential thoughts. The very next day, we are at Dr. Gould's office. How did we get an appointment the next day? Did they have a cancellation? I can't get an appointment for three months when I have a pencil solidly jammed in my eye. How are we in the very next day? Oh, yes. How could I forget? Cash rules, baby. Doors fly open. Red carpets are rolled out. Free valet parking and cappuccinos. When it's cash and carry, no one turns down business. We arrive like it's an Oscar night. Paparazzi everywhere. As we stroll down the red carpet, I say, no pictures, please. We just want to live a normal life. We are quickly ushered past hundreds of patients in the waiting room. Glaucoma and Medicare? You can wait. Carry on baggage under the eyes and a visa? 911. Me? I get a cursor exam by Dr. Gould, who totally ignores the fact that my eyeball is in my hand and I have an empty socket. He leaves in two seconds, and a medical assistant who barely passed her GED plops my eyeball back in place. She grabs some scotch tape off the desk and makes an X across my eye with it. To my utter surprise, it actually works, and I am no longer blind. It's a miracle. And those Canadians are so proud of their health care. That should hold it fine, she smiles, fakely sweet. Your copay is $30. But the doctor only saw me for two seconds. That's a higher hourly billing rate than at Smith and Day. Her fake smile is now gone. You need to hand over 30 bucks or I'm taking the tape back. Jeez, even scotch tape is overpriced in the medical world. I pay my 30 bucks. Now, my beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend is sitting on an exam chair while the doctor carefully examines her. And get this, he agrees with her concerns. Uh, Doc, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think her eyes look great, I say, politely as possible. They both turn and look at me as if they forgot I was in the room. It's a very long look. Why do you have tape on your eye? If you can't take this seriously, you can wait in the waiting room, she says. Wait in the waiting room? What else would I do in the waiting room? Is there an eating room? I know they have a bathroom, but I've already been there and there's no bath. So these directions she's given me are not as clear as she thinks they are. Remember, I'm the resident idiot. Besides, I have tape holding my eyeball in which makes me effectively 50% blind. I am so getting a dog now because of my visual impairment. After an hour while I wait in the waiting room, and I am not exaggerating, it was an hour, she comes out of the office all smiles. She thanks the doctor, walks out without the blackmail demand copay, and we go to the car. Vision impaired or not, I am always a gentleman, so I unwisely joke that I will carry her bags and place them in the trunk. Complete and total silence. She gets in the passenger side like I'm supposed to drive. I patiently remind her that I am now partially blind for now and the foreseeable future. I also mention the need of a dog. In a flash, I see her hand at my face pulling off the scotch tape. 
I now have only half an eyebrow, but I'm still miraculously cured of my blindness. We drive home in silence for five minutes. Aren't you going to ask me what he said? She asked. I'm scared to ask, I answer honestly. He wants to remove the fat pad through the inside of my lower lid. He thinks that will do it, but I'm not so sure. I think I need the volume from the fat, but I do need skin removal. I saw pictures of some of his patients, and they look hollowed out. I'm listening, but not grasping. What was all that mumbo-jumbo that just came out of those sweet lips? The only thing I can process is remove fat pads. My babe is five foot six inches and a willowy 110 pounds. There are no fat pads anywhere on that body that don't belong. No one is touching the fat pads. Great, I sigh with relief. Like I said before, you look wonderful, sweetheart. Sorry about the Karen your bags joke. You're perfect. You don't need anything done to those gorgeous eyes. I am so glad you see it too. Um, speaking of seeing, can I still get a dog? In anticipation, I bought a 40-pound bag of kibble on the way home. Two weeks later, and still no dog under my pillow. For four days, I haven't seen her. She usually comes over and helps make a salad while I grill some meat. Very guy thing, cooking meat. I'll hunt her. But these last few days, she's been busy with meetings or too tired, and I'm starting to get suspicious. Finally, she says she will be over for dinner, but she's late. I'm just getting ready to call 411, figuring AT&T may have more information than I do when she walks through my front door. My mouth opens for a moment, but nothing comes out. Not even a stupid comment. I can only stare. My beautiful dark-eyed girl is now the proud bearer of the biggest black eyes I have seen since Mike Tyson was prime. These are not just bruises. These are world-class shiners. What the hell happened to you? She says nothing. Did you file a police report? Silence. They don't think I did that, do they? More silence. She puts on her reading glasses, like they're going to hide those shiners, and starts shopping the salad. Hey, babe, seriously, look at me. Tell me what happened, please. I'm worried. I cannot stand thinking of anything harming this woman who is the love of my life. Restylin, she says, without looking at me. What? Seriously, I didn't hear too many rock concerts. I said I got Restylin under my eyes. It's quite common to bruise from it, and in a few days you won't notice it. Few days? Honey, you've never had a shiner, have you? I've never had one as impressive as hers, but even my paltry little black eye from junior high took two weeks to be entirely gone. If she thinks she'll look back to normal in a few days, she's dreaming. In an attempt to not be banished to the idiot hut, I wisely keep my comments to myself on the first night. Some things are better not said. With the lights out, she still feels like my beautiful woman. Unfortunately, her self-image is a little fragile right now, She cuddles into me so tight I would need a crowbar to move her, but that's okay with me. I wrap my arms around her and hold her close all night. The next night, we have a big charity event. I'm on the board, so it's a mandatory attendance. There will be some powerful money people attending. One of those see and be seen events. Unfortunately, my doll will be sporting two black eyes, but I am proud to escort her anywhere. Black eyes or with lips. She looks like a runway model and dresses so artsy cool. 
For tonight's official game outfit, she's sporting two black and now slightly purple eyes to match the slinky black dress she's wearing. Even her shoes match her eyes. She spread a jar of this cover-up makeup on those eyes, and it just makes it look worse. Cover-up is so misnamed. More like draw attention to the fact that you're trying to hide something. She usually brings her game for these events, charming both women and men. But tonight, no jump shot, no dunks, no nothing. Even LeBron has an off night while remaining a superstar. I can tell she's feeling a little self-conscious, so I try to make a joke out of it with a couple we're near. Honest, it wasn't me. It falls flat. Smith and Day lawyers are not known for their sense of humor or appreciation of it. I get an icy stare from my new featherweight champ standing next to me and a suspicious look from an older woman dripping in diamonds. She's also wearing couture meant for a much younger woman. Even I can tell this one could use some Botox. Then my champ steps into the ring. I'm now on to boxing metaphors. Can you believe these black eyes? Uh, there's always a price to look, trying to look good, isn't there? She smiles sweetly. The older woman looks down her lunar surface nose and says, I wouldn't know. So now Champ's struggling a little on the ropes. I actually do this sort of thing for a living. It will look better in a few days and it beats surgery. The old bag still doesn't care. She humps and walks away without even a gracious excuse me. I believe we have just been dissed. Not enough Botox in the world, lady, I call after her. I stand up for my girl. I look at my babe, and she is visibly cringing. I reassure that no one heard my slam while I covertly look around to see if I can high-five someone. The next woman we are introduced to is older as well. How old? Indecipherable. Her skin has been pulled so tight that cheekbones are threatening to pop through her paper-thin blue-veined skin. There is not a wrinkle on the face, but what's with the eyebrows? They're halfway up her forehead and this crazy orange color. Does she really think burnt orange is a natural brow color? Although it does match the Ronald McDonald hair she's sporting. Who knew you could be a natural red into your 80s? I can tell she's really old because she's got that lizard skin neck and a pair of hands to match. She looks like she could mold any day now. I checked to see if her shoes match the hands. This lady knows a thing or two about the business, though. Did you get your eyes done? By whom? So glad I had the lift. No need for all that other nonsense. This is my second. I have the best plastics guy in town. She probably does, considering the event is in honor of her, and a wing at the Cleveland Clinic is named after her. Still, if you ask me, it's just creepy looking with smooth skin on the face and wrinkle crinkle all over the rest of her body, especially in places I don't even want to think about. It reminds me of that Sesame Street song. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you guess which one is not like the other? By the time I finish my song, I'm humming the tune out loud. I assume social graces have been checked at the door, so I'm game. My babe quietly tries to drift away from my side, hoping I won't follow. On the way home, I find out that I am more embarrassing than her two black eyes. I stuck by her side all night like they didn't matter. Go figure. I guess now is not the time to bring up the fact that the kibble is not getting eaten. The next four weeks are uneventful, and yet unless you consider the spectacular Technicolor show on my babe's face, black moving into deep purple, shifting into an almost magenta hue, then followed by a ghoulish green, and for the finale, jaundice yellow. 
puts a whole new spin on the song Jeepers Creepers, Where'd You Get Those Peepers? I wanted to use my camera to document this for posterity and as blackmail for any future request I might have deemed ridiculous, but I was vehemently vetoed. Finally, her eyes are back to normal, which were and are positively beautiful. And she does look a little more rested. Maybe it's the absence of late night sex because I can't keep my mouth shut or heaven forbid the Restalin actually sent the bags postal. Anyway, she looks fantastic. And I'm thinking a little something something tonight, maybe. A nice red blend, a girl meat, and later dessert. We sit down for dinner and the nightly update of how was your day when this is what I hear. You know I have to finish this. Finish this? Finish what? The wine? Us? I'm so sorry. Whatever I did, I won't do it again. I love you. I can't imagine you not in my life, I plead. Yeah, I can be melodramatic. She calls me on it with that raised brow, but seriously, I would be a very unhappy man without her. I'm just warning you that I will be finishing up my eyes this week. I don't want you to flip out again. Excuse me? Didn't we just go through this? My mouth is open and no words are coming out. Okay, a few words came out. I thought this stuff lasted a year. It's only been four weeks. Patiently, she informs me that when Dr. Myers was injecting my eyes, we knew the bruising and swelling would make it hard to fill them completely and evenly. As a matter of fact, I really like my right eye, and I don't need to treat that one. The left eye has a divot where we pressed hard to stop the bleeding and bruising. I need her to put a drop more there. Wait, divot? This is not a golf game we're talking about. She's trying to confuse me. Pressed hard to stop the hemorrhaging? A drop? What's a drop? It worked. I'm so confused and certain that no matter what I say or want, there will be bruises. Wait, please wait. You look so gorgeous. I just got over the last bruises. We have a dinner with my friends from law school next week. Their wives don't do these things. You don't need to do this, please. I'm begging. I am literally on my knees, and I would even buy jewelry right now. It's not manly. I know it. But when it comes to her, I lose all dignity. She smiles sweetly, shakes her pretty blonde head, and says, I've got to. Got to? Now I'm a little pissed. I know I'm in a danger zone, but hey, she doesn't have to look at her own black eyes unless she chooses to look in the mirror. I do. I walk out of the room before more bad things are said. Burn, baby, burn. Wife taught me this. She doesn't come over for a week. Each of us a little miffed at the other for not understanding. I pick her up for dinner with my buddies, and damn, she is beautiful. Stunning. I am speechless and cannot remember a thing about last week's disagreement. Actually, she is no more or less beautiful than she was with her shiners. I missed her. It's not just the Restylane, I swear. She smiles at me a little tentatively, and I notice no black eye. Praise the Lord. You didn't do it? No. I love you. You're welcome. Next week, right? Yep. Yes, sir. All is right in the world.